More fishing boats are now required to have onboard cameras to monitor for the deaths of rare dolphins and other bycatch. Since mid-January, surface longline vessels operating near our shore are required to have cameras on board with the aim of getting a more accurate picture of bycatch, in particular hectares and Maui dolphins. The Ministry for Primary Industries says around half the commercial fishing fleet now has cameras on board in the $68 million programme. So far they're required on inshore vessels, not larger deep water vessels. MPI's Director of Fisheries Compliance, Steve Hamm, says there are also a range of other measures and restrictions on set nets and trawling across the North and South Island to protect rare dolphins. But critics say it's too long to roll out and not enough of the footage collected is actually monitored. Steve Ham's with us first. Tēnā thanks for your time. Tēnā koe, Catherine. Uh, thanks for having me. So give us an idea of the vessels that most the most recent rollout covers. Where are they operating? What size are they? What are they doing? Yeah, so the um, camera rollout began end of August uh, last year. Um, so far there's 122 vessels in total with cameras on board. And that ranges between two to four cameras on each vessel. So in the West Coast North Island, we've got 38 vessels. That's in that uh, high-risk area with the Maui Dolphins. Uh, And then 67 vessels in the South Island. Um, And then, as you've mentioned, um, 17 surface longline vessels have had installation of cameras on board as well. And that's the most recent phase. So from those vessels, um, we review, well, so far, there's been around 5,500 events provided, that footage has been provided through to MPI, of which 1,700 events have been reviewed. Um, Just to your point there, um, we really focus on the areas of highest risk, protected species, and where those high-risk areas are identified, there's 100% of footage is reviewed. So So there's variation depending on where... The fishing's happening. So, so what happens? I, I know that I know there is also there are also observers on some boats. But what happens with the cameras? Are they necessarily viewed by observers? Um, who sees them, and then what happens to them? Okay, so we have a process where it's checked, and we think um, you know this is all about monitoring and verification of catch. Um, that transparency for these fishers and fisheries is really really important. So when the footage comes in, it's reviewed by a review team. Uh, this is predominantly made up of ex-observers, so these people who really know the industry, um, they know the activity, they know the methods, they know the catch, and they're reviewing that um, that footage when it comes in. Anything that is, is flagged um, as being untoward or not reported, that's referred through to compliance, and then we follow an investigative process from that and work through that with the individuals to actually make inquiries and to determine and get to the bottom of what's happened. Now, if there is illegal activity identified in that, uh, then obviously full extent of the law is applied Has to that there situation. Has there been? Uh, roughly around 2%. I mean, the good, good news here is um, we're seeing what we expected to see. Um, most commercial fishers are doing the right things. So roughly around 2% of those 5,500 or 1,700 fishing events that have been reviewed uh, have been referred to compliance. When you call Very it a fishing event, what, what, what has happened? What is it that they are supposed to report? So vessels will fish. They'll go out sometimes for, for multiple days. Uh, we term an event as, as one set, so one trawl. So over a trip, they may conduct many tows um, or set a net or set a long line. An event is when one set occurs. 
So out of that, it's quite a large okay. number. So that's not actually an event being uh, bycatch. That is simply a no. block of activity. What are they supposed right. to do when there is an incident of bycatch, and particularly so, of, 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 uh, you know, the, of, of a sensitive creature? Yeah. So the um, you know, intent here is around monitoring and verification. Um, it's good for industry. It's good for the public. It's good for everybody. So therefore, it's checking that catch. So we, you know, a fisher is, is required if there's an interaction with protected species to report that. Uh, we're checking that that reporting is occurring. And also, where there is a reported event, then 100% of that footage is reviewed. So we look at every event that is reported. How many dolphin deaths have been reported since the introduction of the cameras? So in total, I believe it's been 10 this year um, with it. And, you know, that's that's based on the estimates. Obviously, we're looking at these areas of high risk. So there's peer-reviewed science that's gone into actually understand these high-risk areas. There's been a lot of work conducted in research on the Maui and Hector dolphin habitat. Um, and that information through the peer-reviewed science has gone through a scientific working group. And we're really confident in that process that the rollout is linked across those high-risk areas and the greatest amount of coverage and review is occurring in those okay. high-risk areas so where there could be species interactions. Been, 10 dolphin deaths were reported by crew and the camera reporting backs that up? Correct. Okay. Yeah, to absolutely un- understand uh, these interactions and, I mean, I, I think the basis here is no one wants to catch dolphins. Um, public don't want to see it. The fishers don't want to do it themselves and definitely we don't want to see it either. So it's important that, that those interactions are reported uh, so we get a good grasp okay. on what the you know what interactions are occurring and what can be done about it. Let's just remind people the Hector's dolphin population is something like 15,700. Maui dolphins sit at just 54. The question people have, we, we, we appreciate that there's a decision not to review everything. I want to talk about whether that actually might be possible in a moment. Um, so you see a great variation. A minimum of 5% of footage is reviewed, and in higher risk areas, it's a higher uh, proportion. The question is, can that be gamed? How can you remove the risk of uh, the footage simply being what people want you to see and, and not the incident they don't want you to see? It comes back to that science that's really putting that focus into areas of high risk and where those interactions are occurring. Um, and that's where that focus currently in this rollout is going. You know, we're confident of the scientific process around it. It's the best science we've got to hand. Um, but if information comes to light or we're seeing something different through the footage as it's coming through uh, at the moment, then we're always willing to reevaluate those decisions. So you're trusting the randomness in the case of the 5% that's reviewed in a lower risk area and you're relying on the 100% review in, in the higher risk area. Just as an aside, do you use utilise AI at all? I'm sorry to bring the term up that everyone's sick of hearing, uh, but would it be possible for to use that high-powered uh, capability to review all footage in the first instance, or is the human naked eye essential in all cases? I think um, you know, fair to say, this program's still very much in its infancy, five months in. Um, you know, there's endless possibilities in the future for AI and machine learning um, in this type of activity. New Zealand's rates, there's not a lot of programs like this in the world. Um, we're actually leading the way. 
on a lot of this type of activity. So um, not at the moment. It's been talked about, it's been worked on, but it is definitely something for the future. What of the observers? Which vessels are they on and how does this dovetail? Okay, we've got really good coverage um, on the deep water vessels. Uh, you mentioned that in your intro. You know, the focus has come down to those protected species interactions and these high-risk areas to start with, um, and observer coverage remains um, good on, you know, deep water vessels. Those are those vessels that are at sea for a longer period of time, um, and that human sort of overview there, that's also coupled with the scientific work that they do. Uh, so the observers are on the deep water vessels, the cameras are on the inshore vessels, broadly. Correct. What are the plans for the next progression on this? Um, so obviously we're focusing on it's a phase rollout at this stage. Um, 122 vessels currently. There is a plan, it's a four-year programme of work, uh, obviously there, and that this will continue uh, over over a period of time with that um, but really we're hitting all those milestones currently to date the program's working well um, the footage coming in currently is good and the focus remains on that inshore and uh, protected species interactions in those high-risk areas stay with us please steve ham uh, let's bring in otago university zoology professor and dolphin researcher liz Sloten. good morning liz good morning what do you make of what you're hearing and the efficacy of the program? One of the problems is that um, while it's being said that the cameras are on a random set of boats, they're not actually. So in addition to the large offshore vessels being excluded, also uh, the small uh, inshore gillnetters are being excluded, so boats less than eight metres. And so that means that it's far from random because we're missing out a whole sector of the um, fishing industry. And that's a problem because then you can't estimate the total number of dolphins caught in the whole fishery if you don't have a random representative sample. Steve, can I come back to you for a moment? The randomness I understood was on the, the camera footage that would be viewed. Is there also a randomness or meant to be in terms of the, of, of the vessels that have this on? So vessels, um, anything under eight metres, you're talking basically a small dinghy um, with them under under that size. So there is a limit on the size of vessel uh, between eight and 32 metres, um, having the cameras on board. But it is based on those risk to those fisheries where there's greatest amount of interaction is occurring. So, um, yeah, method is the key thing. You know, set net, bottom trawl um, in the inshore has been the focus and priority um, for the initial rollout with these cameras. So and still th- very this coming back to you, does that fit with your understanding of where fatalities have happened? Is, is, is that a logical way to progress? No, that is not a logical way to progress. And um, there's been uh, a peer review recently by the International Whaling Commission Scientific Committee, and they also pointed out this problem that um, if you don't have any observers or cameras on those small fishing boats in the harbours, you don't have a representative sample of the fishery and therefore you can't um, get an accurate estimate of how many dolphins are caught in total. What are the habitats, particularly of the Maui, which is so uh, small in population? It's interesting you mentioned the harbour. It's a delight 
to those of us living in urban areas when a pod comes in. It was extraordinary. A pod was right into Wellington Harbour, not far off Oriental Bay just last week. Um, I'm presuming they weren't Maui dolphins. I don't know what um, what they would have been. Um, but when we look at these species that are most in play, and particularly the Maui, are they? do they ever enter, you know, uh, harbour waters? Where, where do they tend to go, Liz? Yes, um, so one of our PhD students studied that um, and she found that they do indeed come into both the Manukau and Kaipara harbours and um, the problem is that right now less than 10% of the gillnet fleet has cameras on it because none of those boats fishing in those harbours have cameras or observers. Um, so that's a whole part of the fishery that's being excluded and we shouldn't be assuming that, that there are zero Maui dolphin catches in those harbours. However, For example, I've um, seen dolphins going into Okarito Lagoon, which is apparently not a, a daily occurrence, um, but a bunch of 20 dolphins came right into that lagoon, right into very shallow waters, which at uh, low tide would have been mud. Um, so hectares and Maui dolphins, they're the same species, of course, routinely use harbours uh, throughout their habitat, and they do so in the North Island as well. That said, is this still is it progress on where things were given the amount of commercial fishing happening on these bigger vessels? Do you see it as at least you know a, a, a progression? And do you think what has been introduced is at least reducing risk of volume of bycatch? I sure think it's uh, progress. It's major progress to get cameras on boats. Um, even if it's not all boats. What I'm questioning is that for these very small populations like Maui dolphin, which um, incidentally there are only 48 uh, rather than 54, again the um, International Whaling Commission has corrected that estimate. When you've got a population of 48 with um, so-called sustainable bycatch of one dolphin in a decade, it simply isn't realistic to hope to um, monitor bycatch. Basically, what you're going to need to do is avoid bycatch. So for Maui dolphin, it's completely unrealistic to try to monitor how many dolphins are caught. And what we need to do is to immediately eliminate dolphin deaths in fishing nets, which the Whaling Commission and the IUCN have urged New Zealand to do. It took six years to get these first cameras on fishing vessels, to get the first cameras on, on, on fishing vessels. Do you believe that this is now bedded in, that there is an acceptance to their presence, or is there a vulnerability? Well, so I hope there is now an acceptance to their presence, um, and it's taken a good deal more than six years. So the first um, experiments or, or trials of cameras on boats in New Zealand were in 2011, um, and um, we've now got uh, cameras on a decent number of fishing boats, but it's far from 100% monitoring, which for uh, Maui dolphins, the 48 Maui dolphins, and for the 42 or so Otago hectares dolphins, you would need much higher uh, monitoring coverage than what we've got now. Um, for the um, 
For the Otago dolphins, we've seen two deaths in 12 months out of a population of 42. And again, there's no way that that is sustainable and no way that camera monitoring is realistic for such a small population because by the time you detect one dolphin death on a video, several other dolphins will have already died. I thank you both, Liv Sloten and Steve Ham.